0: In this sit-down, I stand on all views, statements, and insight provided. If I can't stand on it, I would not speak on it. Let's get into it. Step on it, so you gotta stand, 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 stand You gotta stand on it. You gotta stand on it. You gotta stand on it. You gotta stand daughter, You gotta, stand, you gotta, stand, you gotta stand, 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 Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, men and women Welcome to the Stand On It Podcast I am your host, Truth Man of many hats, but ain't none of them cap Don't let that go over your soul in But hey, we're getting this back started off Brand new first episode for the new podcast, Stand On It uh, In this podcast, we're going to be talking about Everything that you feel like you can stand on If you can't stand on it, there's no need for you to speak on it at all <laughs> Y'all too kind. Hold hey, your applause to the end. It's like a graduation. But anyway, so um a little bit about this podcast. The reason why I started this podcast, I feel like uh podcasting has become like the new rapping. All right. So everybody putting out a mixtape. Everybody podcasting. Um everybody just regurgitating the same information. Um there's limited creativity when it comes to the content. Um, and I think there's a lot going on that we need to talk about just besides the latest celebrity gossip. What's going on on social media? Um, if you want to know what's going on at the social scene, go on social media. You know, I don't need to come to your podcast and hear you talk about everything. I can just go online and read, you know? Um, but there's a lane for that as well because it's entertainment. Um, so people like to be entertained. But everybody don't need to be entertaining people the same way So this podcast is for those who actually want to get some content that's taken away um, That you can gain something from and that, you know, you can use it in your life And and reflect on something different So a few podcast rules on this podcast Um, You're willing, if if you want to, I'm, I'm willing to have you come have a sit down with me As I stated at the beginning Anytime you have a sit-down, you got to be willing to stand on whatever you're talking about. First and foremost. Second of all, on this podcast, our drinks of choice, we have wine, we have tea, we have coffee, and we have water. There will be no liquor or beer on this podcast. Liquor or beer um, has a tendency to uh, arise emotions that we don't really need on this type of platform. You know, we want to talk on, on some stuff that's go. How your mind thinking and how you're in tune with what's going on. So you'll see us doing it. Also, you'll see just all kind of different ambience, whether it's shoes out. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm just relaxed. I got my kicks off, and I'm gonna have a guest who's gonna be related to every topic that I'm talking about. For the most part, we are gonna stick to one topic the entire episode. Um, and then I want you to really think on it I want you to interact with me, engage If you need to give me some feedback on the content Just let me know But we go going to really enjoy this thing And we're going to talk some real talk So I'm going to get into it We're going to start off with a segment called Unpopular facts Alright So most of y'all have heard of unpopular opinions But opinions are just that You know, it's an opinion It's what you think on this podcast I may relay a lot of opinions at times But most of all I'm going to deal with facts the majority of the time So I want to get into something factual Also another disclaimer about the podcast um, I will keep profanity to a minimum However there will be times when I will get passionate And I will let some profanity fly uh, If you are offended by that there's the disclaimer out there You may want to uh, tune out during those parts um, I'm not going to edit it out, but I, I won't get too graphic on the profanity front because I'm trying to touch many platforms and many outlets. So the cleaner, the better. All right. So with that being said, let's get into this week's unpopular facts. So this came up. Um, my girl had kind of kicked this topic around on their podcast. Shout out Real Fantasy Podcast. Shout them out But anyway So it, it came down to DJs Alright And if you know me You know um, I have a very close friend That I even look at as a brother um, Who's a DJ But the the, the topic comes up um, Do I feel like DJs are needed For musicians to blow So before I even get into that I'm going to read you a few names here Alright these are all artists from South Carolina that may be known mainstream to many of you. Peebo Bryson, Hootie and the Blowfish, Lulu, Angie Stone, Black Zack, Collard Green. So let me ask you this. If you know any of these names, can you tell me what DJ? they are affiliated with. And I'm going to pause. I want you to really think on this one. What DJ are these individuals? And I didn't even get into James Brown, Dizzy Gillespie, but I just want you to think about this. Peebo Bryson, Hootie and the Blowfish, Lou Angie Stone, Black Zach, Collard Green. These are people who are staples in South Carolina, who've been known, who've had Hits and who've bought attention to South Carolina What DJs do you know that they're affiliated with? Alright, so Pebo Bryson I'll answer for you I don't know any DJ Pebo Bryson's affiliated with I don't know any DJ Hootie and the Blowfish affiliated with Lil Rue I remember Lil Rue's movement back in the day Lil Rue has a still big song to this day Nasty song uh, He was stamped by Charlemagne the God Who's also from uh, South Carolina and DJ Frosty Who's a well-known DJ from Columbia, South Carolina Shout out DJ Frosty Angie Stone I don't know what DJ that she's affiliated with Black Zack, Affiliated with DJ Lil' Keem Who is from the upstate in South Carolina um, Who was instrumental in getting Black Zack known So shout out DJ Lil' Keem Who's part of the... Uh, Uh, Hoodrich Hoodrich Out of Atlanta So shout out DJ Lil King um, With that So I say that to say The topic came up And it was said that If an artist Wants to blow And I've been to to Several DJ summits And record pools Shout out uh, Paul um, For having the Columbia Record pool He puts on a great event Paul Davis Legend in South Carolina Shout out Paul um but I completely disagree with that and I'm going to tell you why. Um there is no need for any artist to pay a DJ to play your music. And I'm I'm going to give you some logic. Everything that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast, especially during this segment unpopular facts, I'm going to give you something to think about logically. All right, so let's say you had to have surgery. They say you need heart surgery You're not just going to go And google heart surgeons And go with the first one Right You're going to check their credentials Um, You're going to read the reviews on them You're going to make sure That these people are the top notch Best at heart surgery Same thing Liking this to DJs So DJs that are asking for payment To play artist music I ask you one question what artist that's affiliated with you, that you play their music, have you blown up from the upstate? Yeah, I'm pausing because I want y'all to think. What artist that's affiliated with you, have you blown up from the upstate? You know, and these are the same DJs who are asking for payment, to play Anytime you're paying money for something You are expecting a service in return And some may say Well the service is I'm playing your music Well what's the return on the investment Pausing again Waiting I want you to think about this What is the return on investment If you want artists To play all of this music You're telling me that There's zero talent In the upstate Or is it potentially that you lack the credentials to take the artist to where they need to go. Is that maybe it? So, artists, I say this. Since you got the internet, and this is all I'ma say about this, um, and this is nothing to toot my own horn, but again it's dealing in facts. I can show it. Um I'm an artist, right? I hadn't done music in a while, but I do music. And on my streams I get played in Germany, the UK, France, all of these places. I would ask these DJs, hey, who can you connect me with in Germany, France, the UK, all of these places? Pausing again. I don't think the majority of you will be able to connect me with anyone there. I say that to say The internet puts me Everywhere I want to be In some places that I didn't think I could be I have the internet So artists With the power of the internet I ask again Why do you need to pay a DJ To play your song In a club That nobody's gonna pay attention to Or listen to after that And If you say well I break records Or I've even heard I don't want to play something That may take down The vibe of the club Go look at the story And again This is facts Go look at the story Around Rick Ross's come up Yeah Not the drug dealer Rick Ross But the artist Rick Ross His DJ Played this song Every day I'm hustling Back to back In the club Ended up losing his job Cause they told him Don't play that When Rick Ross tried to get on He was like This is so hard I'm gonna make y'all like this DJs Upstate A64 Who's taking those kind of chances? Who's playing music and saying I don't care what vibe y'all think That this is gonna bring down I'm gonna create the vibe Who's doing that? So again I ask What credentials do you have? What's your reasoning behind feeling like you need to ask artists to pay you to play their music? Is it because this is what you're hearing that everybody else does? Is it because you're also looking to come up off of these artists? What is it? You know, and again, this is nothing that I'm trying to create a firestorm on. This is nothing that I'm trying to have a beef with. I would really be interested to sit down and have some grown man conversation around this because I've never understood that concept. You know, you want to play, want to pay to play a song that you're not even gonna play the whole song. You just go play a verse of it, probably maybe the hook, if if you kind of dig it. But again, what's your purpose? So, all of this is factual information that I'm talking about. And again, like I said, me personally. I do not feel that it's necessary to pay a DJ. And do your research as I've done my research. The people that are known for South Carolina music have not been put on by any of the DJs in the upstate with their handout. Right. So now that we got that out of the way. We go hop into something else. um this episode is gonna be around disability, okay? So when we're talking disability, and what made me think about this, <clears throat> I got a family member, and you know, I was just catching up with them, like, "Hey, man, what you been had going on? man? I'm just trying to get my disability." And I was like, "Huh, disability, but this same individual. Um. Every weekend He's at the club Um. He's playing ball all the time He's just hanging out He's doing whatever he wants to do So I didn't understand What the potential disability was And then I started thinking back Like I've heard a lot of other people say that too Well, I can't wait to get my disability Or oh, I'm trying to get disability And I started thinking about it like I know people who really could be considered disabled, be paid, and get a disability check that they choose not to. So, I did some research. And again, this is factual information. Um, Disability, if we look at disability, in the U.S., 48.9 million people are on disability. 48.9 19.4% 48.9 19.4% Are non-institutionalized And the most popular is mobility So that's not including people in prisons Or people in mental institutions 19.4% are on disability Related to mobility Saying oh my back is bad uh, I'm not able to do this Because I'm on disability Some facts about disability Less than 1% of people who get on disability return to work. They never go back to work. It's just, hey, I know I'm on disability. And an interesting fact that I found out is basically what they look at when you're saying you're going to be on disability, right? The average disability is about $15,000 a year. The average minimum wage, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The average Disability check is 13000 a year Average minimum wage 15000 a year So there's a $2,000 gap But people choose disability for the reason it comes with Medicaid So when you're working minimum wage you don't get the benefits that come along with that So one person said that disability is basically saying That you're willing to be poor for the rest of your life And I kind of thought about that like, damn, I see why now some are on disability and they do little side jobs. However, some or most, I should say, they don't even choose side jobs. They just take disability. And it was unfathomable to me to think that someone could say my ceiling is going to be $13,000 a year and I'm okay with that. I don't have to do anything I don't want anything else for myself That's fine, I'm cool Now granted, this is not for those Who really need disability Because there are a lot of people who need disability My brother, R.I.P. to him He needed disability You know, my aunt She needs disability She uh, suffers from epilepsy really bad So she needs disability There are those out there who need it But I started thinking about when the pandemic hit and PPP loans hit and then we started getting stimulus and then you had, um, now you're getting the child tax credit. Did it send the wrong message to where it accelerated laziness for the Americans? Did that accelerate laziness for us? And again, these are things that some people really need. But do a lot of people actually need it? And in the case of my cousin and in the case of other people I've heard, I don't think they really need it because I see how they operate their daily lives. Looking up some research. All right. There's a county in Alabama called Haley County. It has a population of about 15,000 people. Out of that 15,000 people, they have a 6% unemployment rate. Now adding to that One in four people on disability So that's 25% Of their people Are on disability So there was a judge there That said hey He was hearing disability cases Guy came before him And he said hey Just out of curiosity What's your disability? The dude responded I have high blood pressure The judge said hey So do I He said what else is wrong with you? I'm also diabetic The judge responded, so am I. So the judge couldn't figure out if I'm able to function. And again, high blood pressure, diabetes, these are things that are common in the black community. Um, We know that it runs prevalent in my family. I know a lot of people is prevalent in their family as well. But they go to work every day and I'm speaking again. This is facts. I have family members who have diabetes. I have family members who have high blood pressure, and they're not disabled. But one thing that I found out that was really interesting about how disability works and how they determine whether to qualify you for it or not. So one of the questions they'll ask is, what's your education level? So you might say, "What, what does education have to do with me being disabled? So what they look at is they'll say, okay, you have a high school diploma. They may qualify you for disability because they look at it and say, if this person has only a high school diploma and they have mobility issues, it's going to be hard for them to get an office job where they're sitting down. So let's go ahead and give them disability. Because most jobs that... Only require a high school diploma They're manual labor Like plants, things like that So that's one of their determining factors Outside of that They'll also say Okay, this person has a college degree They probably can get a sit down job We're going to go ahead and say Nah, we think you can get work We're not going to approve you So I thought that was Like really crazy When you're thinking about the logic How all of this happened. What goes into it. The people who really need it. Versus the people who are trying to get it. And then the people who are trying to get it. Basically if you analyze it and think about it. You're just simply saying. I'm cool with being poor for the rest of my life. Like. You have to have a bigger ceiling than that. Everybody likes free money. I understand it. But don't take that money. At the expense of being able to limit yourself or create a ceiling over yourself that you're not going to be able to achieve more and you're potentially taking away a benefit from someone who really needs it so again like I said we speaking facts on here so I bought somebody on um I'm going to have a, a live guest today and I'm going to have a call-in guest uh, I got to got to make a call out but I want to give you a little background on this individual before I introduce him. So this individual started off as an artist affiliated with me. Then he became a friend. Then this individual became like a brother. Also, you'll hear this individual on the intro. Just kill the intro. um, Did a great job on that. But what a lot of people don't know and what I didn't know when I initially met this great person they're legally blind. Right. They're legally blind. But they're one of the coldest artists that you go come across. They live their life. You wouldn't even be able to tell that they're legally blind by how they live their life. Every excuse to be disabled and to just sit back and not do anything. But I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about why he chooses different. So without further ado, we gonna introduce to the people Some know him as Vocals He's repping his brand today, got on his shirt He's going by Big Juice So give it up for my man, Big Juice
1: What's going on, man? Yeah, man, how you feeling tonight, sir? I feel amazing, thank you for having me, man, I really appreciate
0: it Yeah, man, I appreciate you being here, So You say you feel amazing, so... Let's hop right into it Tell the people a little bit About what you do
1: So Me personally You know I write I sing Of course record Engineer You know the whole nine As far as like music is concerned Other than that um, You know I Of course Of course I work You know what I'm saying I gotta go Work and stuff like that And the other thing is um, I honestly I just started Getting back into um, Acting Like plays And stuff like that Mm-hmm uh, I just, just started that not too long ago. My first rehearsal was probably yesterday. Mm. So getting back into that too. So other than that, man, you know, I'm just just trying to trying to get it, trying to, you know, be somebody for my um my kids. Okay. All right. So you say you work, you engineer, um,
0: you record, you write music. So how are you doing all of this being visually impaired?
1: Honestly, the, the the simplest way to say it, and you know, I, I've thought about this before. And the simplest way to say it is like, because I want to. Because that 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 that's really what it boiled down to. Because I want to. Um, my biggest pet peeve is when I tell somebody, "Yeah, I'm I'm, visually, I'm legally blind. I don't drive," and they say to me, "Well, how do you get around?" What you mean How do you get around (laughs) A car But you can't drive Yeah but I can ride (laughs) You got Uber You know what I'm saying Like you keep good people around you You know what I'm saying Like things like that So it's like Just me personally I I just I do what I gotta do To get To where I wanna be Because it's a It's it's a certain kind of lifestyle I wanna live You feel me Right Like that's, that's, That's really what it is Honestly
0: All right. and I will say again, we deal with facts on here. Everything he's saying, I can vouch for. Like, he's, he be out in the streets. Like, <laughs> he, he, he really like, he be out more than me. And I see, I move a little see bit. well, yeah, he be gone. Um, like I said, he called on that music tip. So let's talk about your music. Um, well, before we get into your music, were you born with the disability? Were you born legally blind?
1: So yes, I was born. I have a eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa. Mm. Basically it's the generation of the retina. So, um, in layman's terms, it's like basically eventually I'll go blind. Like mm. what they say is like it's like you looking at the world through a straw mm. and every so often like it just keeps getting smaller and keeps getting smaller until there's nothing left. The the other piece of that is like I'm I can't see in the dark. So night blindness comes with that too. So mm. uh is no like limited peripheral vision and I can't see at night. Uh I was diagnosed in 3rd grade. I think I had went to Atlanta or something like that and they had like put me under this machine and i got diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa um it is hereditary my grandpa has it um praying that my children don't have it mm. uh but uh yeah that's that's pretty much what it is i was born with it don't had it forever they take different steps throughout uh, they, they talk, took different steps throughout like my like school like through education mm. to ensure that i would be self sufficient once i uh if it did happen mm-hmm. So I can read Braille a little bit I know uh, O&M which is like uh, Mobility training like getting around mm-hmm. So I know different things like that because I was taught Those things but uh, you know By the grace of God I ain't I ain't Had to really use them but I do know How to do those things just in case that happens So that's kind of like the backstory on like my, my vision my visual impairment
0: Okay So the question I had asked before That what got you into music
1: what got me into music, I honestly do not know. Um, I was, the, my earliest memory of music was I was in, like, second grade. I don't I don't know if people used to tell me I could sing or not, but I tried out for the talent show. Mm-hmm. And my mama can vouch for this story. Mm-hmm. They would not let her into the cafeteria when I was trying out for the talent show. I got up on the stage, and I said... I believe I can fly And I start crying Like crying bad Like crying like real bad You know the, That's my earliest memory of me singing mm. Second grade Now after that I got in like I was like third grade And like my teacher was like She pulled me out of class one day She was pulling me out of class She was like coming to the classroom with me Whatever whatever And she said She was like sing this for me Sing this for me I'm like okay Okay she put me on advanced course right then, third grade. Advanced course was fifth grade. <laughs> that Dang. was that was advanced course. So I'm so at that point, that's when I'm like, oh, I guess I can sing. Mm-hmm. So after that, like I just became the guy who could sing at school. And then after that, like as far as like the whole writing, I was rapping before I was, well, I was rapping before I was like singing mm-hmm. because that that was easier. Like poems, like when we was kids, it was easier to write music. Do like poems and stuff So I was rapping mm-hmm. Then when I started Recording music Myself I started looking on YouTube Learning how to record myself I was still rapping Because I didn't know how to mix vocals
2: mm-hmm.
1: Meanwhile I'm still singing You know church Things like that right. I'm, I'm still the singer guy But nobody can really Everybody just know I can sing They're not really hearing me Sing They can't really just sit down Listen to me sing mm-hmm. So I get in school uh like uh college and stuff like that and I'm like, you know, I'm about to start. I wanna sing. Mm. I need to be uh, uh, uh I need to sing like R and B. I need to they need to hear me. Right. My brother, he went to uh the art institute of Atlanta before I went to school, so I was like, Hey man, when you go up there, will you please learn how to mix vocals? Mm. Will you please learn how to mix vocals? He was like, Yeah, so he went up there cuz he sang too so he went up there did that and he gave me a couple little tricks and stuff like that like things to do with my voice to put it like in the engineer on the engineer side mm. to learn how to mix vocals so mm. I learned how to mix vocals and then that's 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 where I am now just been working on like getting to that I really started uh mixing vocals probably like 2 years ago 2 3 years ago
0: That's dope, man. And shout out your brother, man, Shaq. Word though, yeah, he's he's legally blind as well. So let me ask you this: When you found out you had the disability, like, how did you just overcome it? Like, I'm not gonna let this define me. I'm not this not gonna stop anything I want to do. Like, what was your thought process?
1: As a kid, you don't realize it. As a as a as a mm. as a third grader as a well, well yeah as a, as third grade second grade elementary school you don't think about it mm-hmm. you don't you don't like in even in middle school you don't think about it because like even the teachers pulling me out of class to like walk me with canes through the hallway people used to see me and joke with me they know like I that's what I got to do but it never hit me until I got to high school mm. when people started driving oh when people started driving I even went and got my permit right. I went and got my permit. Like they told me I couldn't drive But I went to a different doctor They told me I could Like So I got my permit And then like, Yeah I, I did all that man I was like man I'm about to drive But nobody wanted to teach me how to drive I like, mean you can see I'm not teaching how to drive But my parents They taught me a little bit But at, at, at some point It was like man I was like They ain't trying to teach me how to drive So right. I even used to have girlfriends. I used to drive their cars around. You know what I'm saying? For real. <laughs> on back roads, I drive my girls' cars on back roads. Drive to the bank, to the McDonald's, stuff like that, just so I can get that, that experience. You know what I'm saying? Because so I, I wanted to drive. <laughs> so I'm in high school, and I'm everybody going out at night. They all linking up, so like that. And that's why I think there's some people that I, in high school that I, I used, to, I, I was cool with at school, but I never was really cool with outside of school. It's because I couldn't hang out with them outside of school. Really? You know what I'm saying? Nobody would come pick me up. Uh. Now, well. I had a couple friends who would. I had a couple friends who would come pick me up like that, but you know they couldn't pick me up all the time, right? For the multiple. no, no, yeah, no, no fault, no fault to them. They could pick me up all the time, yeah. but I would be sitting at home. You know, so, so that's when it really hit me. Mm. I got over that. It didn't hit me again until I got in college, mm. and I started wanting to go to the club at night. I started wanting to go to the club, go out, hang out, and I'm in here, out here like. Man, I can't see nothing. I got to hold on somebody's shoulder. I could be completely slop, Mm. drunk. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hold on somebody's shoulder, and then I would realize, like, dang, man, I can't see in here. Mm. And I would sober up, and I would not even want to be around nobody. I'd just be ready to go home because, like, all this stuff going on around me, and I can't see none of it. I can't see nothing. You know what I'm saying? So eventually, like, so at first it did, uh, it was – Like irrelevant Then at some point I start noticing Even to this day I still notice it sometimes But I try to keep myself In a good mood And I try to like I try to I feed I I give other people My energy Mm. So that I can I kind of turn them up So I kind of Don't get turned down If that makes sense It makes absolute sense So now I just I I I just feel my way Around places You know Mm. what I'm saying Like If I Say I'll go into a club And It's dark I can't see and I start, I start walking, I walk slow, I feel somebody. And the thing is, I'm not no little dude, so it's like I can you know, feel my way. So if I feel somebody back mm. right here, and mm. I keep walking a little bit, I feel somebody else back over here, I'm like, oh, I can walk through here. Mm. This is somebody back right here, somebody back right here. That means ain't nobody right here. So mm. I just walk through, and it kind of became instinct. So now that's why I be moving around so much now, because it's just like it's instinctual to walk around in the dark. It sound crazy, but it's the truth. Nah, hey,
0: listen, (laughs) I laugh because again, it's facts. I've been out with this man, and and I forget for a moment that he's visually impaired because he'll just wander off or he'll (laughs) just. I'm good for that. I'm good for walking around. I'm like, dang, like you know. So yeah, everything he's speaking is factual. So let me let me ask you this. I know they say usually when you have a disability there's a, a another sense that's heightened like do you have another sense that's heightened, like whether it's smell or anything like that like to kind of offset your vision disability?
1: I think that I can hear really well. I can hear really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think I can now um i i I've never really kind of fed into that that mm-hmm. stereotype mm-hmm. but if I have to be honest. I th- I think that my ears are normal. I just think other people can't hear. Right. Because it'd be some stuff like, like I'd be sitting somewhere talking to somebody, somebody like say we in the house, we order DoorDash or something like that. I'd be like, the DoorDash, I think the DoorDash outside. Mm. Or like if a car pull up, and who outside? Like, what you talking about? Man, somebody outside, and then, you know, go, yo, look, somebody done pulled up because I can hear him pull up. But I'm thinking like, you should have been able to hear that. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like some you hear somebody put a, a bag down in front of your door, Yeah you should be able like honestly, you should be able be able to hear that. Yeah. Like, so maybe my hearing is heightened. Yeah. But honestly, I think that just a normal person should be able to hear stuff. That's just being uh cognizant of your surroundings. Under yeah. not knowing where you at. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's pretty much that on that, you know, like uh, Yeah. <laughs> I
0: got I got two more questions for you. So um, what would you say your style of music is? Because cause mm. before you answer that, like I like I said at the outset, this this dude is cold and I'm I'm gonna have him tell you where to locate his music at, hear his music. But um I don't vouch for a lot of people with music. Um you gotta really be talking about something different and you gotta really capture my attention before I just say like, okay. Yeah, he hard. This, this this man is hard. Like his his music is fire. So, what would you say
1: your style of music is? Again, I don't know. I I just like I like all styles of music, and like I don't, you probably didn't see me earlier when you was talking about like when you said somebody Dizzy Gillespie. I'm like, man, I know who that is. Like, yeah. because like. I just listen to everything, jazz, country, yeah. you know what I'm saying, gospel, like everything. So it's like I, my style of music, if I had to categorize myself, of course, I'm going to just say R&B. Mm. But if I'm just being honest, I can, I'll can do whatever, like whatever whatever the situation calls for. However, I feel like I need to sound on a beat, you know, pop songs, rock songs. Mm. I, I don't wrote two country songs already. I low-key want to come out with a country album. <laughs> and uh, but if I had to generalize, I'd just say R and B. But for the most part, it's really everything because, like, I feel like as a singer and as a as an artist, as a songwriter, you should be able to hop into every single lane. Yeah. And I want to be able to become a chameleon. Like I want to be able to hop on anybody's song any time of the day, any time of the hour, mm. and give them like a, a crazy verse or hook or whatever. And again, I could vouch for that.
0: The first song I ever heard you do was that Dick Carolina." It was a cool song. But when I heard that song, it put me in the mind state of like, okay, like Anthony Hamilton, like positivity. When I heard the other music, (laughs) I'm like, this completely different. The way you talk about these women and relationships. So, yeah, you, you can jump into any kind of lane and it takes a special kind of talent to do that. So you know um, And, and I, I've told you before But I always believe In just giving people They just do You know Like man you hard You Appreciate know it, Like man. for real Like you hard I'm a fan um, I, 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 I like your music a lot um, So the last question I have for you Before I tell you Where you, to tell the people to, to locate your music If you had to Encourage someone With a disability Who's kind of Torn between Okay, do I just want to put that ceiling on myself and say i'm I'm okay with virtually being poor for the rest of my life or I'm not gonna allow my disability to define me. How would you articulate that to them? What would you say
1: so first and foremost, I'm gonna be completely honest with you mm-hmm. if not not you, just whoever is listening, you know like somebody Ooh. you know what I'm saying you do what you want to do, you're an adult. If you're getting this, you know what I'm saying? You do what you want to do. If you're cool with that, by all means, go right ahead. But I will say this. There's more fulfillment and, you know what I'm saying, there's more admiration when you overcome those things. Mm -hmm. Like, and it it, it, it sounds bad because it shouldn't be that, but it's like, oh, man, you blind, you did that. Mm. But it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you ask, you ask your your um your mama. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wash the dishes. With my allowance? Mm. Or, or what? Better, I made straight A's. My friend got five dollars for every A they made. Why I don't get five dollars for every A I made? That's what you're supposed to do. These are things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to want better for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to. To want to be the best version of yourself that you can And you cannot be the best version of yourself Living on disability You you just can't but Because, because if, if that's okay with you Like I said By all means you're an adult Do what you want to do But You watch TV just like everybody else mm-hmm. You look at the, the internet Just like everybody else Them nice cars and people driving You don't got to be able to drive it But guess what? If I make enough money, I can buy one. Somebody can drive it (laughs) for me. You know what I'm saying? Them nice clothes that people wear, you can go buy them. That's a jewel. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. my thing is, do 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 your thing, live your life. But at the same time, do your best Mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself. Because there's nothing that you. I know that people always say you could be anything you want to be. Yeah, you can. Within reason mm. But So But what I'm saying is like You can You can You can You can be You can excel in anything You Within reason You you can You can You can do a lot of You can do a lot of things mm. And a disability Should not stop you from Reaching uh, Certain goals In your life Like you, you You shouldn't have to Unless Unless you just You just You just can't mm. You really just can't You can You can do whatever man Like like knowledge is power. You can just read books all day. My you can man. you can read books all day. You know what I'm saying? And and learn a lot of learn, learn a lot of different stuff. Or you know, it's it's, it's different, different ways to do things, but yeah. That's yeah. why I say man do your thing and, and 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 grow. Focus on yourself.
0: Man that's very inspirational and I know like that's go touch a lot of people. Seriously and and I appreciate you um for sharing and I appreciate, you know, your candidacy with that, like, for real. Um, So, tell the people where they can go to find your music. Um, tell them anything you want to know where they can follow you at. Tell them how to get in contact with you. Just, just talk to the
1: people. Man, listen. So, it's vocals, a.k.a. Big Juice, you feel me? Merch. Uh oh, hit my hit my head. Can't see y'all remember that. <laughs> but merch merch is coming real soon. Probably here in the next month or so. Um we we doing that. Uh Juice Season just dropped. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Juice Season just dropped. Uh streaming on all platforms. That's Juice S Z S N Vocals. Um Instagram, Vocals underscore twenty-two. Uh, Twitter Vocals underscore 22 Snapchat Vocals underscore 22 Vocals underscore, tw- underscore 22 Everywhere um, So just you know Rock with me You know If you if you rock with me Then you rock with me If you don't Then You know Keep Keep living your life Man you know Be free But yeah That's where you can find me At Vocals underscore 22 Everywhere um, Or rent your on Facebook Hit me up Holler at me Like I said That merch coming real soon So um Rock with me man You know Yeah
0: Just give this man A round of applause sir We appreciate you For sharing again Like I said um, Kick it with us For the rest of the show What we gonna get into now So I have a homeboy I'm about to call up Um, Me and this man grew up together We was in them trenches together We done been through A whole lot of stuff together But We kind of lost contact for a few years, and he told me he was sick. So when I saw him and he came to see me, um, he was, like, staggering around, equilibrium all off. um, And I found out he has MS. Um, And what MS is, it uh, attacks your nervous system. Um and it it can also attack and, and, and alter your vision. you can lose your vision um but this individual goes to concerts, he still works a full time job he's very smart he attended Clemson university as well um just a all around great dude um this is one of the one of the people like if you look at him, you would not know that. He wasn't involved in any kind of street stuff or any of the things he participated in. Some of the stuff with me with, um, he looks like a very clean cut individual, which was great. I always admired that about him. He was always able to pull off that corporate side, and you couldn't really tell what he had going on. I was able to take a lot from him, but I say that to say, um, just. The, the, the motivation that he has The inspiration that he gives you For not allowing his disability Of of, of having MS And when he was diagnosed with it He could have easily got on disability He refused So I'm going to give my homeboy Ernest a call And we're going to talk to him for a moment here Let me pull him up here And get him on the line
2: Hello. Yo. Hey, what up, man?
0: What's good with your famo?
2: Chilling, chilling, man.
0: Word, yeah, man.
2: Watching TV.
0: You say you watching TV. What you looking at good?
2: Uh, Just some Netflix, man. I was watching a special on the um, Italian soccer scandal where they had like back <laughs> and stuff. In like two thousand six. Where you ain't
0: looking at no sports man sports on the night. We got the Braves playing, we got uh you know basketball. I, ain't the Braves. I hate the Braves. <laughs> don't do that, man. We gotta root for the The closest thing to the home team, man. No, we don't. <laughs> so man. man, I'm hitting you up, man. Um first off, let me give you a round of applause. Again, um, I kind of gave you your flowers before I called you. um I talked to people about how you're one of the most inspirational people I knew um how we grew up together, and how you inspired me because I would see like looking at you, you can't tell that you're just this cool person who Has street savvy He knows what's going on He listens to hip hop It that You can't tell that by looking at you um, And that was always Inspirational to me How you conducted yourself But I, I I shared a little bit of your story About you know After years of not seeing you How when I saw you again How your diagnosis Had kind of taken a toll on your health Like with your walking And um, you know the things you have to do to go get treatment. So, so tell tell the people a little bit about what your would be deemed as a disability. What your disability is?
2: Um, yeah, let's see, let's see. I have MS, so mm. basically, and that really sucks because it affects everybody differently. Um, like I have issues where I have like numbness in my fingertips. Um, and that makes it hard to type, which sucks as I work in computer programming. Um, I also have issues with like, um, uh, spasticity in my legs that causes me to have problems with my walking and with my balance. Um, all of this stuff, especially the, the leg stuff is treatable with therapy and medication. Um, we're just trying to figure out the right responses of everything right now because I only got diagnosed three years ago and a lot of change in that time because I was a a lot more active when I first got diagnosed and that was helping offset, offset some of the symptoms, um, because maintaining a, a, a decent level of physical activity, um, really helped a lot. So a lot of the work that I had done before that, um, you know, really kept me where I was at. But then when I had my last relapse, um, in February 2018, which I didn't even know I was sick. I didn't even know I had the disease. I got the flu in February and then all of a sudden my legs stopped working (laughs) and I was like really worried, but then things got better, but they didn't. Um, I was still having problems with like running and walking. Um, I went from training for a 10 K to being unable to run a half a mile, um, because I couldn't pick up my foot. Um, and then I finally went to therapy and then my ex-girlfriend, um, uh, I was dating at the time, uh, she actually had MS as well. And uh, she was like, hey, maybe you should get an MRI and get checked for MS because what's going on with you isn't normal. Mm-hmm. So I listened to her, got the MRI, um, got the news that it wasn't clear um, on, like, uh, right after Labor Day, I think it was, mm-hmm. Memorial Day, whichever one comes first, right after Memorial Day because we was at the beach. And we came home, and doctor, I talked to my doctor. He scheduled another MRI. And then I got the news that I had MS uh, on July 3rd. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was a fun way to go into the Fourth of July weekend.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this. Um, walk us through, like, what was your thought process hearing that diagnosis that you have MS? Like, what... What was your feelings in that moment? Like, 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 walk us through that.
2: My first thought was like, is my life over? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to walk in five years? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to die, you mm-hmm. know, from this disease? Because at that time, I didn't know which uh, version of MS I had. Luckily, I have... Um, uh, one of the intermittent ones, the, the, I have the least severe one. Uh, the, um, it's like, I forget what exactly it's called, but it, it's just, I get like attacked and then I can get better or it can stay where it's at, but the attack doesn't go on forever. Mm-hmm. There are kind ty- there are types of MS where you just get worse and there was no treatment until a few years ago at all to stop it. So, mm-hmm. um, I got lucky, quote unquote lucky in that way, um, that I didn't get like, uh, Primary progressive, which is the worst form of MS, which was what I was afraid of at first because I went from not really having symptoms to struggling pretty quickly, and so I was I was freaked out.
0: <laughs> Man, that's definitely yeah. understandable. Um, so I, I think I know the answer to this, but I still want to ask: Could when when you got that diagnosis, would you have been able to qualify for disability?
2: Um, I probably can if I really wanted to,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but that's not something that ever really crossed my
0: mind. Okay, so talk to us about that. Why are you not driven to try and sit back and collect on disability, but instead choose to work and, and still try and and live with a quality of life?
2: Because I like money. <laughs> I mean what well, well, disability starts disability pays like what, eight hundred dollars a month or something like that. I smoke that much weed a month. Yeah.
0: Thirteen thousand a year plus
2: Medicaid. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean it, it it no, that is I I know. I, I just I have advanced past the point in my life where I could live like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and my job is one I can do with relatively ease from home. You know, my my company is um they work with me, they're they're very very patient they're very they're very forgiving for anything um because they think that you know I'm a really good
0: are willing to you know do whatever to hold on to me okay so I'm gonna ask you this last question the same thing I asked my other guests like if you had to talk to someone who's struggling with they they may not even be um have an illness to 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 your level you know, um, what would you encourage them to do? What words of encouragement would you provide to them to help them keep going so they didn't just kind of sit back and take on a stagnant quality of life?
2: I mean, you know, anything you're feeling is real. Mm. It is. It it's, it's legitimate. You know, a lot of times, you know, we're told to push through. We're told to fight through. And a lot of times that's something that we shouldn't do. So sometimes, you know, falling back, and even if you have that illness, you know, just sitting down and resting for a while, is it's okay, and it's something that we all have to do. But after that, you know, you get back up and you start going again. Mm. And, and you try to make stuff better as long as you can you know. At least that's my philosophy on everything.
0: Right. Well hey man, I ain't wanna hold you too long, but hey, let me give you your flowers again. Round of applause. I definitely appreciate you sharing your thoughts, your insights. Um like I said, you're definitely an inspiration to me. And I know those who listen to this episode, you're gonna be an inspiration to them. Um so so keep pushing man. You know I'm in your corner. You know I love you, bro, and I'll be in contact.
2: Hey, love you too, man. Y'all have a good one. All
0: right, man. Later. Okay, bye. Yeah, man. Shout out to my man Ernest, man. Like I said, that's that's one of my that's one of my closest player partners, man. From back in the hometown, um, I see this man go through a lot. Um, he just lost his grandma too not long ago. R.I.P. to her as well. Um, so, as we get ready to close this out. Um, I want to talk about this individual um, Who goes by the name Her name is not goes by Her name is Christine Ha So Christine Ha um, Was diagnosed with the same disease My homeboy was diagnosed with uh, MS in 2004 um, And again Those of you who don't know MS is an a immune system disease That attacks the optic nerves And spinal cord so in 2007, she went completely blind. She compared her vision to looking through a foggy mirror after a shower. So some of her credentials are she's a chef, she's a writer, and a TV host. In 2012, Christine won MasterChef with Gordon Ramsay. Completely blind. 2012, she won Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay. So I want to leave y'all with... Some powerful words that she stated in regards to how she views what she goes through.
1: Using my vision taught me to be more fearless in life. If you can't see how steep the mountain is, then you can't fear it. Everyone is very capable, much more capable than they think they are regardless of where you've come from, what challenges you've faced, uh, what sort of a hand you're dealt with in life. You shouldn't be afraid to dream big. Your chances of attaining something, if you don't try, is 0%, so you might as well try.
2: Greatest rewards come at the greatest risks.
0: Extremely, extremely powerful. Greatest rewards come with the greatest risk. And then if you can't see how tall the mountain is, you can't even fear it. So it kind of go back to what Juice was saying. Like As a kid, he didn't even realize like what he was up against. Like That wasn't even a thought process he had. So, hey, let's go bring our first episode to an end. I hope you all enjoyed the content. Um, shout out to my guest vocal. Shout out to my homeboy, Ernest. I appreciate you, gentlemen. Um, I know you were very inspirational to the people Um, You were inspirational to me Um, Thankfully, I don't have um, any disability as of yet Anything is possible in life But again, um, y'all are great inspiration Anything I can do to support you all, just let me know Definitely willing to do that And I want to leave y'all on this note, man Energy is real, but everyone doesn't possess real energy Watch and control your surroundings That's what you got to do Watch and control your surroundings So you can protect your energy If you want to be a part of the show If you got any content you want to submit If you got any questions that you want to ask Email standonitpod at gmail That's standonitpod at gmail.com. I'm not gonna start a social media. I'm trying to do my best to get off social media, but I will respond to emails Standonitpod at gmail.com. So we're gonna let the man who started the show in the show. But let my man Big Juice carry us out. Intro outro down you gotta stand on it if it's for certain as a around you gotta stand on it open the curtain it's going down you gotta stand on it cause I put my step on it so you gotta stand 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 stand